What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, August 6th, and you have tuned into the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, aka Father Zoe, aka Southside Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Well, I was looking at my uh, Cubs theme uh, cup right here, uh, and I have four names on it Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, and Darvish. So I'm going to have to get this replaced soon with like Ortega. Wisdom, Schwindel, TBD. Argus. Get TBD on there. Get TBD. <laughs> I have to get like cash, cash, Tom Ricketts's, uh like money on there. That's right. There you go. And the good Reverend fictional contract offer, K Fitz. I'm now also looking. I'm looking at my Cubs cup as well. <laughs> it's, it's not a little smaller. It's not a little smaller. Oh, band-aided. What is it? A band-aid turtle shell? I don't know. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have officially entered what is commonly referred to as the dog days of summer. Uh, You know, we're kind of not in the home stretch yet, but, you know, it's rapidly approaching. Um, You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline aftermath, um, what's going on with the White Sox, and of course, we'll jump into the weekend BP Crosstown whatever you call it <laughs> series and uh, yeah we're just going to kind of go with it um, yeah with all that being said Cubs. Woo! <laughs> let's have this tag rebuild of the favorites we here for the latest south side or the north side not tuned to the greatest home team for the home teams both sides got our own rings on the mound on the long ball but we don't put the wrong strings yeah it's that time of the year now Wrigley or Gantee So the whole league that we hear now New show with a new mood Discussions and interviews Straight rumors that might be This is Pinwheels and Knife Yeah This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board As always, this show is brought to you by us. Make sure you're going, clicking the link, showing some love to the show, buying some merch. We appreciate every single penny that comes our way. We've already uh, discussed uh, some of the ways. You know, that Josh, we're Josh we, we just might end the show right there. That was we yeah, I know. Get That's better. about the high point. <laughs> that was the high point of the show, guys. Yeah, Sorry for I mean, I think we're going downhill from here. Inadvertently, we did not plan this. We did not plan this, but yeah, we really are funny. both wearing shirts tonight, and it does it does make sense. It's, um, it's dark, like our soul. Still, still in mourning. Yep. And also, before we continue, I want to make a little bit of a show announcement. We've got a little business. His name. So, starting next week, you will be able to see us live on Wednesday nights. We've got some reasons for the change. We're going to be going live Wednesday nights, probably around the same time ish, but. We make Next week, shirts? Wednesday nights, Pinwheels and Ivy will be the night. The show will still be out. We'll probably be out Thursday now yep. for podcast listening. 
listening. Get Laughing. you listening in. <laughs> Lesson. Woo. Uh, yeah. So baseball. Yeah. Woo. yeah. <laughs> Me and Aldo were uh, talking. Aldo just got off a train. So that yeah, I just had to go. I have to start going back and work downtown. I had to like grandma power walk to a train and then speed home and get changed to jump on here. But you know, whatever. Thank you for right. your service. Sorry, Yumper. We're playing switch them. Switch them. We're playing switch a game. Up. Um, not the same switch them. Me and Aldo were talking before uh, we went live, and like the White Sox got absolutely spanked on Wednesday night from the Royals, and my literal reaction was just, eh. you know, <laughs> that's when you know you're in the dog days of summer because it's a Wednesday night game against the Royals. The White Sox have the game or the division lead is looking pretty strong right now. Um, Just looked it up. Nine and a half games. Nine and a half games. Cleveland looks bad. And catchers are getting death threats. (laughs) Right. Uh, That's getting gnarly. And we could address that in a minute too. But um, yeah, it's just my biggest concern for Wednesday night was Lucas Giolito slider didn't slide. Fastball didn't move, stayed right down the pipe. First couple innings looked like straight up BP. But guys, these guys are human beings. Arms get tired. Yeah, arms get tired. And I think Giolito is summer. Yes. I think Giolito is coming off like being the best pitcher in July. Yeah. Dead arm, guys. I mean, these guys are pitching through it at this point right now. It's yep. by the way, outside looking in, I think, I think, uh, for the White Sox, you know, White Sox fans, I think the biggest concern right now is the Bob Nightingale jinx. Yeah, that's very concerned the about concern. that because one, fuck you, Bob, and two, <laughs> why would you do that? Like, was that, what, was that after what, Sunday's game? What national reporter <laughs> tweets that type of shit out, Bob? I know. <laughs> He knows it. He's being the fates at that point. He's just like, look, let's see what happens. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna. Right. The world's not. You know, the world is gonna be spinning tomorrow morning. Let's just see if we can bring apart. Is he apocalypse? Is he that desperate for a W? I've Where I've like, said it for years. I'm I've been that surprised that like all the other shit that he's pulled off. I'm surprised that USA Today still employs him, but like USA Today must love it because every time Bob tweets, I mean, I've. Give him credit. The engagements are up, babe. They are always oh, sky hey. high on Bob's good. publicity. What's the any publicity is good any publicity? publicity is good publicity. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Rick can Rick Han called him. I I would hope Rick would be smart enough not to make that call for that <laughs> reason. But you know what? Why don't we just dive right in here? Dean, good question. Dean asked us, will the Cubs put up much of a fight against the White Sox because they traded all their all-stars? No. You know what? Here's what I think is going to happen. Might as well just dive right into this shit. The Cubs Sox. Woo. I think the Sox take two out of three, mm-hmm. but the one game the Cubs win, they win handily. And then we get the whole, uh, oh, you guys can't beat us. We traded everybody. We're a triple A team and we still beat you. <laughs> I don't know no. if you know anybody that talks I, like that. I think that would happen in years prior, though. But after what happened last week, there's yeah. there's very little of fuck yeah, Cubs. That, <laughs> right now it's fuck you, Cubs. That some of the, spoiled. Just some of the that biggest like Cubs, like even that Dom dude, like you could just it feels like you guys all just collectively got punched in the stomach. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. There was no morale coming from even the morale guy. The, morale right. guy. the guy that literally makes morale coffee. Yeah. It's literally like the director of morale, and yeah. he was director of... So I'm looking at the pitching matchups, and I thought for sure, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the Cubs could take the Hendricks start, but, yep. like, the Cubs have to face Lance Lynn. Yep. So I don't know if they could score. Um, and then the next matchup is Rodon versus Alizelay. I love Alizelay, but he's been, like, subpar this year. I always year. want to call him Alizelay. Sorry. Al- right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ooh, and then, like, awesome. what if you if you play daily fantasy or whatever, get every single left-handed hitter for the Sox on Saturday. Because mm-hmm. Alizelay oh. cannot get lefties out. And then day three is Dylan Cease, who's been fucking incredible mm-hmm. against Zach Davies. No one's and that's on ABC. Game. Remember the Sunday night games on ABC for fuck yeah weird Why? reasons. I don't and, know. And, and, and not to mention the Cubs. I mean, and the White Sox they just lose to the Royals, but the Cubs are coming out of a series. They just lost two of three to a team that is uh was what 13, 14, 15 games under five hundred heading into the series. So. I mean, the yeah. Cubs are about to. The Cubs are heading into that territory. Uh, they're in Arizona Diamondbacks territory. As, as fun as it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this uh, is my evil laugh. Our good friend Sox Machine Josh from Sox Machine, make sure you're checking them out. Commented <laughs> left out loud national audience for Zach Davies. A reminder yeah. that Zach a lot of teams, a lot of, like the Mets especially, basically had their choice. And they're like, Do you want Trevor Williams, who's been like injured for half the year and has has <laughs> His had a arm might fall back, off. <laughs> or do you want Zach Davies? <laughs> and the Mets are like, No, the Padres need pitching help. And they're like, and and Zach Davies was great for them for a couple of year, seasons in San Diego. <laughs> and the Padres were like, No. So, you know, no, just throwing that out there that no we'll, one wanted Zach Davies. We'll uh we'll take the guy whose uh arm might fall off. <laughs> we'll go with that guy over Zach Davies. Oh, the best part is the White Sox get two pitchers in three days that couldn't break a window with a fastball. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, anybody, you know what? Guys that keep their hands back really well are going to have a great weekend for the White Sox. Those, Which, yeah. weirdly enough, and actually speaking of Sox Machine Josh, she brought this to my attention. Moncada can't hit a four-seam fastball right now. Well, I mean, if he can't hit this weekend, then there's well, then you, right. this is the t- this is the <laughs> ultimate test. So if he can't hit Hendricks, or I mean, I mean, Hendricks is a great pitcher. He can, he does right. nasty stuff, caging sweets, and nothing against. Well, no, everything against. I so mad. <laughs> everything against Zach Davies. If he, if he can't hit Zach Davies, then you know, then you really have to question Moncada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I am looking forward to the, and this is selfish. I know it's selfish. The Friday 120 start as a guy who works from home, like that's pretty (laughs) sick. And yes, I'm a dad of a baby. Um, But Lynn Hendricks, that's a pretty good pitching match. That Mm -hmm. out of the three games, I think that's going to be the best game. Fire and fire and ice. Fire and ice. And I mean, lately the Sox have been like the Sox offense has been like pretty hit or miss. So who knows? Yeah, they won on Tuesday seven to one, and then they lost on Wednesday nine to one. Yeah. You're getting literally one arm that throws cheddar and the other one that throws blocks of cheese. Yes. Like like melted cheddar versus just and like aged gouda. Completely different personality sites. Yeah. You got slapstick <laughs> motherfucker versus a guy who doesn't even move his face. Like, is, is, tap him. Will you make sure he's alive? The, yes. The kid, the kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah. And you know what? I People don't forget. The White Sox had their own little mini internal home run derby in Wrigley right. Field last year. Well, 
they don't have to they don't get to face John Lester anymore. Right, that's true. Who, his Cardinals debut <laughs> was, like, was like his White Sox outing last year. Yes, it was. <laughs> He's got a couple of those this year where he didn't that, even like the first or the second anyway. That's why I've said like that's why I said in the offseason when the Cubs let him go, it's like, yes, it was like, you know, that that sucked because he wanted to come back. You could have had him for cheap for anything. So like it didn't matter that much. And apparently and it's not like the Cubs are trying to compete. Uh so like it didn't really matter that much. But I'm like at the same time, like it's not like John Lester is going to be good again. Like he's and, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the change of scenery that's yeah him. It's I have a uh, lack of stuff at this point. I have a lot of respect for John Lester. Great career, you know. Won every stop along the way. You got to know, man. But here's the thing: he's you not going to stop until he gets to 200 wins. Yeah. He's going to keep going out there. He's up there. He's like at in the one nineties. I want to say. I was gonna say if he's not over one ninety, you just someone's got to pull him aside and be his friend <laughs> and be like, let me make sure. I mean, he's not gonna up. stop until he gets to two hundred. Home run. One ninety six. Yeah. So four more wins. Uh, really, that, he's holding out because he wants his what is this? His twentieth career single? No, his, he wants his fortieth career hit. Is really what he wants. There's a chance. There's a chance that Lester could get his 200th win against the Cubs. So. It would buy. Why not? <laughs> that, would be, that would actually be a knife. Yeah, that would actually be kind of. Do it all at once. Let's just let the dirt shower over. That you. would be. That would definitely be baseball poetry. Yeah. If Lester got his 200 win against the Cubs and then walked away in the cornfield or whatever. So and let's not speaking of the cornfield. Coming to Wrigley Field in uh in September as well. You're gonna have a. A first place Giants team rolling in here. Did the Mets come in? I don't think the Mets come in. No, I think they already played the Mets. Zo, speaking of the cornfield, are you at all worried about? Well, I, I mean, he played fine his in twenty nineteen. Eloy in left field at Wrigley. Oh no, he'll be fine. I'm not too worried about that. And actually, the two hits that he has since he came back are the games he played left field. All right, there you go. He literally has zero hits as a DH so far. I do. Um, struggling into that brick wall. That's gonna well, be. Did you see the fence for the Field of Dreams game? Uh, oh, I have buddy. not seen like the that. I haven't it? seen the inside pictures of it yet. It is a chain link fence. Oh, oh no! With the docket. it has the bar, and then yeah. it has the chain link over the bar. You know, we've all cut our shit on it as kids. If I swear to get, first of he all, he should not, he should not be in left field no. for that game. Also, if he is in left field, like you need to like tie his shoes to the ground. Like you cannot move. <laughs> you have like a little circle you can stay in, but that's it. But impossible. He looked good Not though. The games he's played, <laughs> the games he's played outfield so far, he's looked good. Yeah, he's been fine. Yeah. Um, I keep referring back to the play where he made like a shoe string, shoe string running grab. Eloy, twenty nineteen, Eloy, one hundred percent head first dive for that ball stayed on his feet and he made the catch, which was a bonus, but I think he's a little bit smarter. He looks a little, he definitely looks quicker. Like he lost some weight in his rehab and he he looks like he worked on some things. He's a little bit uh, quicker, but yeah, man, that, that once I saw that fence for the field of dreams game, the first thing that popped in my head was just Aloy just ripping his shit. Uh, Friend of our show. Good friend of the show, Lil Yumper says, thoughts on Chuck saying Aloy stays healthier if he plays outfield than if he DHs. It's kind of what I was getting at with the hits, man. Like, 
Oh, I can say like he can be he can be a better hitter because you know there are the guys like you know who just they for whatever reason they just are more focused when they're playing on the field if they're not used to DHing. But in in terms of health wise, Elias mm-hmm. hurt himself three series three right. times. That's a, that's a rough injury. thing to say. I get yeah. why he's saying it. He's saying it like he's more involved. Like he's like I I get the hitting. Yeah. But if we're talking about pure health, yeah, that's no. a rough one, Chuck. <laughs> you know I you know I love Chuck, but that's a rough one. Yeah, so that game makes me a little bit nervous. But going back to the whole Cubs Sox thing, like, are you excited though? I don't have the juice that I usually do for the I, and I've said it on the show ad nauseum a million times. I'm not a whole big Cubs hater. Like, I don't think the Cubs are rivals. I think they're a team we play six times a year that we share a city with. I understand why people get rivalry and blah 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 blah, but. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It doesn't move the needle for me anymore. It really doesn't. Um, this one, I know you guys took the gut punch, but like I'm your friend that saw it, so I was like, oh. And there's, I could, I think I can name two people in the Cubs starting lineup right now. So I looked at the Cubs lineup on Wednesday night. Is that the one you sent to us? <sighs> Did I you send put it? one? You put one in the chat, and we were just like, I, I literally looked at it, and I was like. <laughs> I watch a lot of fucking baseball. I know two names. So there were two guys. I looked at their names. I did not recognize, let alone know about them. I did not recognize the names. I have never heard of these names. It was, uh, I can't even think of the first names. It was Fargus, not Vargas. Fargus with an F. You and then a guy named and, and a guy named Schwindel. And I was oh, like, yeah, Schwindel. who are these guys? <laughs> All the kids are fighting for their Schwindel baseball card. Fargus and Schwindel. Yes. The new pretzel line from the Jewels. From the Jewels. But- By the way, shout, shout out to Nathan who who uh, reached out uh, on Twitter after uh, Friday's show. Just checking in on me and Kevin. Being like, you guys all right after that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, things are going to be fine. It was rough. But thank, it was. Thanks for the word, ah. Nathan. And not only him, there's a few other, there's a few other yep. Sox fans. So, you know, thanks for that. Yep. Oh, I, only drank, I only drank three bottles of wine that day, so it was fine. <laughs> uh, we, totally got, fine. we got some of the best listeners out there. I appreciate all you guys. And, yeah, man, I why would I get juiced up? They just said uh, La Russa straight up. He's like, Luis Roberts not coming this weekend. I'll make a decision on that on Sunday night. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not rushing him for this broadcast series. Like yeah. no, nobody cares. I mean, obviously, there's <laughs> going to be the people who like who do hate on the Cubs. Like they're going to love it because it, it it goes back to the same thing, you know, talking about like when the Sox beat up on the Royals. It's like it yep. doesn't matter how much or like on the Twins or whoever, like whoever you perceive as like you whoever you hate, like oh yeah, for you, sure. like it. It's not even like oh we like to beat them when they're good. Like you also like to beat the shit out of them when they're bad. Cubs for are sure. bad. I mean, right there's now. a there's a yeah. million Sox fans out there that. If the Sox win a game twenty-two to nothing against the Cubs, they're gonna be fucking partying, dude. Oh yeah, and I get that. Rushing is for the week. Dude, rub, the, rub the nose. I don't. Dang. Yeah, I mean, but, shit, like if they want to have it. And on the other, so bad. Don't on the other side of things, though, if the Cubs pull two out of three out of here, like oh, Sox yeah, fans, you- Sox Twitter people, everybody, listen to me right now. If you're gonna talk all that shit, and the Cubs pull two out of three out of here, you better take that shit too. Yes, it will be an, a digital tea bag on that's, Twitter. That's the thing, though. Um, that's the thing, though. Right now, the Cubs, like, you can, spoilers. You, if 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 Cubs fans want to do that, get ready because, like, oh yeah, you're gonna hey, lose well, right away. When the White Sox <laughs> lost a hundred games, what two two 
two, three seasons three or whatever. Ago. Yeah, three years and, ago. Well, and how many years in a row? Even one of those games, they legitimately split with the Cubs still. It didn't matter how bad they were. I feel like, like they, that's how it always goes, though. The yeah. better of the yeah. two teams at the time, the one that's lesser pulls yeah. wins the series. Like it's, I think in a couple years ago, it was like like the Cubs swept at the south side. The Sox swept on the north side. Right, was, yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm just saying, if you're going to puff your chest out and do a little victory dances and you're in clever <laughs> memes that aren't clever anymore or whatever, you if you're going to dish it out, you better fucking take it. I'm seeing a lot of people dish it out and getting shit back on Twitter and then they run and hide and either protect their account or they start playing the victim and all this shit. <laughs> if you're going to dish shit out, you better fucking take it. Look, puffing, puffing your chest up. And puffing your chest out also means leaving a certain area unexposed <laughs> and unprotected. And so when you puff your chest out, there is a potential chance that uh, you're going to get, you know, Peter slapped. So you, you know, got to just know that it's, it's, it's a vulnerability. Like right before a dragon breathes fire, they're like vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You puff your chest out. Ooh, good reference. You leave yourself. People do you know, forget that uh, Jose Quintana has more playoff series wins than Eli Jimenez. So there still, you go. There's some stats that we're going to even trade. Mm-hmm. Why I have <laughs> your attention, Sox fans? You should be a little bit more. I mean, I know after this Cubs series, the Sox go to Minnesota for three, but after that, New York for three, Oakland for four, and Tampa for three, and Toronto for four, back home for Ooh. the Cubs. This is the toughest stretch of the schedule this year. That's where the Bob tweet comes in. This is. <laughs> This is you, better, you better hope Cleveland stays sucking. And I mean, after that, like you get a little break, but we still got it. Three against Boston, three against well, the Angels suck now. Jesus, the Angels are like the weird, like because they just don't have pitching, but like well, they can and still Rendon's get a couple done games for the year. Where they score. Rendon's done for the year. That's right. And then like, is Trout how? Oh, did like, Rendon quit? Is he done? Uh, surgery. He's oh. done. It's just Otani. It's just literally like just, just avoid Otani. But yeah. still, th- there was a tweet earlier this year, and it sticks with me because it's so true. Somebody tweeted out, "How come every morning when I look at stats, I see Mike Trout set new MLB record, Otani hit four home runs, A's Brendan. lost fourteen to three. It's like what? Like our o- Athletics or Angels oh, lost fourteen to three? I love what they that's don't so have. They just don't have the pitching. No." That's Adam, that's just and, all all it goes back to, and that's why fans who are always like, oh, like just because you spend on free agents, like look at the Angels, they never win. It's like, well, they don't spend on the right, free yeah, because they don't spend on the right free agents. One and two, they just never have pitching. Right, and it's just it's wild. But the one thing and two, I wanted to read this out because, well, actually, we'll stay here for a minute. So, New York series is big because the Yankees touched up on the White Sox when they went to the Bronx earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the uh, Thursday game of that series, the first game of that series is the big field of dreams game, whatever. It's cool. I'm down with it. It is shitty that good people that probably look forward to this forever. Like our friends, at Iowa Sox mm-hmm. and all those guys can't get tickets to it. Like the game's literally in their fucking backyard for the first time ever. And they can't get tickets to it. And tickets are reselling for thousands of dollars now. But so that game, the uniforms came out. They looked dope. Kimbrel Mm. looks like a scarecrow. I didn't realize he had a fire beard too. Shout out fire beards. That's right. You guys Uh, are fire beads are in. Dude, Oakland coming to the white south side for four games. Tough series. 
Mm-hmm. Tough series. Oakland is legit. They're on fire right now. Or, I don't know if on fire, but they're definitely rolling. Thank God we're not going to Oakland because we all know how that ends usually. <laughs> not good. But then going to Tampa Bay for three, yeah, that's a tough fucking series. It's a real tough series. And then after Tampa Bay getting on another plane and going up to Toronto, because now, again, they're playing in Canada again. That's right. And that team is – they're rolling too, and they're looking like they're having a – dude, the Blue Jays are fun as shit to watch. They are, yep. They're a fun-ass team to watch. They got the home run jacket with all the different countries of the different players on the team that they wear after home runs. Like, they just look like they're having a good fun. Fun young team, tough series. Tough series. Toronto, like that in terms of like just talking about that team, like ever since they've been good this past, you know what, like going back to 2015, that's like one team I always wanted. Like if there's like when the Cubs were good, um uh, like the one like matchup I always wanted to see. I like I always wanted to see like like Cubs Blue Jays like in Toronto, that atmosphere, because it just mm-hmm. it's fucking it's a circus up there. Yeah, that dome gets loud. I always wanted to stay in that hotel. Oh, in the stadium? Yeah. Do you guys kid, remember? I think I'm going to say the exact same thing you're you're about to say, but go the ahead. The video of uh, since we're since like you know we're in the dog days of summer here. Who cares? There the there was like video back in the '90s of uh, like just a couple like fucking and uh, yep. you can see it through the window. <laughs> doing it, doing it. Yeah, that was a doing it almost <laughs> like having the uh, scrambled, except it was you know the yep. shades uh, at a ballpark. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually, I was literally going to say that. That was 100% where I was going with this. But, yeah, I've always wanted, I've never gone up there for a game. I've always wanted to go there for a game. I feel like it's crazy. Ever since I was a kid and watched uh, Joe Carter hit that home run in the World Series, mm-hmm. I was, like, so young when that happened. Like, it left a huge impression on me, and I was like, that place is fucking nuts. And then Bautista with the iconic bat flip, like, the place went nuts and all that shit. So, they're one yeah. of the few stadiums that still has like the bouncy turf. Yep, some poutine. poutine. Um, so this quote just popped up. I want to read this quote because it's something that has been a t- point of discussion. I've been actually asked this question by a lot of people throughout since the trade deadline. But a big question with bringing in a, a Kimbrel was how are Kimbrel and Hendricks going to coexist? Like, what's that look like? And Hendricks had this quote that came out today via NBC Chicago. Quote, I hold no ego. I don't care if you want me as the guy, that guy, whatever guy. I don't care. Go get the best guy. If that's what his role is going to be, let's go. All I want to do is win. All I want is a ring. I love Liam Hendricks. I love Liam Hendricks. I love the guy. I fucking love the guy. But they already started right away. They call themselves the Ponytail Gang. It's uh, Kimbrel, Kopik, and Hendricks. They got shirts they're wearing. Like, they're in, dude. And I think, like, Hall of Fame man, Tony La Russa, like, kind of has them all meshing. They got the right mindset going into this. When someone's healthy, you know, and you talk about arm fatigue, this is only going to help. Because now you don't have to do Hendricks every night. You don't have to go to Kimbrel every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tapera's kind of been cheek since he's got here, but he'll figure it out. You know who's been scoreless innings, I think? Who? Cody Hoyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hoyer suffers from I'm good when no one's watching syndrome. 
No, Cody Hoyer, Cody, like Cody Hoyer, is a perfect example of how relief pitchers are so volatile because they yep. can be fucking lights out for a year, and then the next year they can just be average, and it's like shit. We uh, think. Methinks Hoyer doesn't do good with pressure and going to a team that's in last place in a division. He's just going up there like, fuck hey, it. Hey, respect. Fourth. He didn't go to the Pirates. Come Fourth. On. Come on, Zoe. Sorry, I'll wait a day. By the time this comes out on Friday. Fifth place. Fifth place. Whatever it is, place. Not last. Um, anywho, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. He was going into some of these high leverage situations with the White Sox, you know, games that meant something and divisional games and shit like that. And that's when he was really shitting his pants. Yeah. So I mean, he's one of the reasons why. Well, him and a couple other guys, right? Like they needed to get relievers at the trailer. He's a good dude. I mean, I'll root for him. Um, you know, he gets a little bit. This weekend, he he gets a little bit of shit because he unfollowed our boy, Mister Delicious. Oh no! That's just. Um, Also coming out speak because of what we talked about uh, earlier. Tony LaRusso said Eloy Menace will play left field tomorrow with the possibility of having Andrew Vaughn in the other corner. That should be fun. Hesitant to commit to Eloy playing all three games of the Cubs series. So well, what was because he missed like a few games, right? Was it just the groin? Yeah, this is groin. It just tight. Wasn't used to MLB speed. Yeah. He's fine. And, 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 and again, that's why it's so great. And like, yeah, if the Sox like lose the game here, get blown out, it doesn't really matter. If you have to sit Eloy for three games, and let's doesn't talk really about matter. The, <laughs> let's talk about the guy you're about to bring up. All right. Well, first, we'll answer Mailman Jack because he's a very handsome man and I want to answer his question. Who's getting sent down? Sebi or Zach? If it's my call, if it's me. Well, hold on. First, first, first. Two outside guys looking in. Who are you keeping up? And then I'll give my answer. Well, I'm basing this off of the guy has never been viewed as a good defensive catcher. It doesn't seem like he's improving that much. doesn't seem like he's hitting all that much lately. Sebi Zavala had that like huge uh, game. But again, I mean, it's just one game. <laughs> but at the end of it, you have to go with your backup, who is a more sure thing defensively. You have to keep Sebi right now. Kevin? I, 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 you, Sounds bad saying this old guy thing is Tony LaRusa. He's going to want the veteran. He's going to want a guy that has at least been around long enough to understand. Like, the, is it the Sebi older than Zach Collins? Yeah, but doesn't veteran doesn't mean experience. Age doesn't mean experience at all. Look at, you know, Yerman Mercedes. He was a rookie at age like 47 this year. So he, uh, I, I think that LaRusa's taste and is the, the, the kind of guy that he is, he's going to want because Grundahl should be back, you know, when he does return. He's going to need that veteran guy that just knows how he's been there, done that. You know, you don't want to trust something to someone that had instant success. We, you know, White Sox fans saw it, what happened when you bet the farm on someone that has a really good couple, you know, couple weeks till the league adjusts to you. And, you know, it could be the same thing. I mean, the more he gets exposed, the more he's going to be overexposed and, and beatable. So you want a guy that you kind of can at least know what you're getting. And it, let's be honest, in the postseason, too. Grandal's not coming out of that lineup. I don't think. I mean, you're, in those games, you're not really pulling um, him. Very good point. So you know, that's it's a completely different you know scenario than like a, an extended season where you you know you can play a little bit of uh, lightning in a bottle. You, you don't you want you don't want to you want to deal in absolutes, no question marks, and you know absolutely what you're getting with Collins. And don't forget September third. September third, the rosters expand. That's right. And I would not be surprised if the White Sox carry three catchers. Um, if it's up to me today, I'm sending Zach down. 
Um, he has he's been a ter- he's a terrible catcher. He's been absolutely <laughs> horrific. I mean, Fids, I totally agree with you about going with the veteran on that That's aspect. That's true. I, and I, I totally I, agree I with you about Grandel not coming out of lineup in the playoffs. So this whole point is kind of moot. But Zach Collin drops strikes like down the middle pitches. He's letting get past him, and it's been rough for him. Balls in the like he looks very bad defensively, and if you're playing that bad defensively. Okay, well he's hitting three hundred and he's hitting bump. No, he's he's not hitting either. Sebi's not great at the plate either. People forget the day before the three home run game, he was literally throwing his bat at the ball, <laughs> like he looked like a lost child up at the plate. And then he had the, th- I that three home run game. It takes a lot for me to be like shocked anymore. <laughs> I was shocked that that happened. Like it was like by the time the third home run come, I was like doing that laugh, like the overtired laugh, like how the fuck is this happening type thing. So, you know, it was crazy. The Cubs and Sox on back-to-back days had guys hit three home runs and the Cubs and Sox lost those games. (laughs) (laughs) That is. Yeah. And yes, jumper, the game before the three home run games, they literally pitch hit for Sebi (laughs) with a two Oh count. They brought in Zach Collins to look at two other pitches. I mean, I know he was playing the matchup and all that stuff, but like, no, man, I'm sending Collins down. Sebi's been pretty good behind the plate. I mean, it's just Zach Collins is like way better behind the, the plate. The thing on him has always been like, like, no, he's not a good defensive catcher. Like, if he's going to stay in the league, it has to be his bat. Right. The bat. It's been like, yeah, he great patience. He has he has a good idea of the strike zone when he's at the plate. Um, but the people defense, were talking about the, Zach the Collins. Defense about- has not improved. <laughs> People were talking about Zach Collins as a future like Hall of Fame or not Hall of Fame, uh, DH. <laughs> Sorry, uh, someone yeah. else jumped on my TV. Um, <laughs> DH, like, yeah, because he's not a DH, guys. Like, yo, he's not good at hitting. I'm trying to pull up his savant page, but what else is going on with the Sox? Dylan sees oh, no, but I, hold on, real quick. Oh, go ahead. So, Zach Collins tweeted out something. Oh, that's right. If you're that big of an asshole that you're going to tweet or I Instagram or DM or whatever death threats to a baseball player, you're a fucking asshole. Like you're a psychopath. What are you doing? Like literally like you need to go get your shit checked out because yeah. you're fucked up, man. Like not you're, even joking. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, check yourself. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like take a step back and like examine your life. Like, what are you doing on this okay. show? I, I, I become Zulk or whatever. I get mad about <laughs> players not playing well. And we talk about it. That's what we do on this show. And, like, man, and I was even yeah. going to say, like, you know, like, like we'll have fun, like, making fun of guys, trolling guys, but, like, a death threat? What, like, what are you what doing? Are, what are you doing? <laughs> and, like, and it's bad enough. DMs that make a mistake. Kevin, you have to load Collins, it in. Collins gets a DM yeah, from, from Zulk that just says, Oh, however you would spell that. I don't know. You got to load that into the sound effects. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's bad enough if you do that to a player. Like, it's terrible. You're a terrible person. Like, there's no if, answer, but. But if you start sending that shit to his wife. Yeah. To oh, his relatives. Geez. His family. That's a whole different scum. You're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? So Lucas Giolito's wife tweeted out a screenshot of Instagram. Some dude's like, hey, your husband fucked up my parlay. I want a refund. Here's my here's my Venmo. Like, and like, he could be joking. He could be drunk and joking around and stuff like that. But like, 
the, the fucking audacity, dude. I, like, I, like, yeah, what? Like, even if you're doing that as a joke, like, what? Like, what do you think that's gonna come out of that? Like, yeah. Like the best case scenario for you is like you get the screenshot, but like, at, like, like ninety nine out of hundred times, it's like it's not even gonna get read. No, you're like, an what? asshole. <laughs> you're just an asshole, dude. Like, like you said, Aldo, take a step back, look at your life. Yeah, no, I've like. That one's all the people who do that. uh, I don't get it. It's like, and like the the thing is, like it's it's a lot more common because, like, again, we're talking like Zach Khan's got that. You know, after a bad game, Mm -hmm. he's probably gotten it like a lot of times this season. Mm -hmm. But like, he's probably just fed up with it now. He's just like, guys, like, what the fuck? It's one thing to call somebody a bum, like you're a bum, like you suck or whatever. Yeah. That being said, knife, and I'm coming in your window at midnight because you lost, and I lost a, a parlay that was probably like a twelve dollar bet. Right. Um, that being said, if I have access to Tom Ricketts' DMs, I'd <laughs> well, there are exceptions, although. <laughs> uh, and I guess some of it was verbal, like in the stands. In the stand, oh, on see, the south side, someone's see, like, I, "Fuck!" I've like, never been a "don't boo" guy, like, but I, I get like off. kind of both sides. But like, I, I've never. Personally, I've never been a boo guy. Like, never even like when the Cubs, like, not even the Cubs, the Bears, and like other teams, Bulls. I've never been a boo guy. Like at stadiums, um, I kind of get it. Like, if you do boo, but like at the end of the day, like that's not really like that's not helping out. Like that's not making anyone feel any better. I like, like that's I, not. I like to rag on right fielders that wear arm sleeves on the non-throwing arm. Oh yeah, you were all over that dude. That oh yeah, yeah. That's but that's that's that, that was never like I wasn't like you know I wasn't even being mean. And it was funny, and I mean like what? you could be that's funny, funny bro. And you could be funny when you're heckling people. Like, uh, what happened? Winkler, that dude had a sign that said like Jesse Winkler, you're a straight up bitch. And Winkler came out to the and field and threw a ball to him that yeah. said like. Can I have that sign? Glad fans are back. Appreciate you being here. Like, that's just that's fun. That's shit talking. That's good He's stuff. Like, signs. like that's funny because it almost yeah. encourages fans at other stadiums to like do your worst. But like, that's keep funny. Within but reason. Then once you start bringing families and death threats, you're 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 just a garbage human. By being. the way, Millerman Jack, I had the same question. <laughs> they are on Saturdays if it's like a set family night. Yeah, on a Friday as well. I think it's just. I think it's just all weekend. No, well, usually I wouldn't know. Night. Every time I go to the Sox games, they win. <laughs> Are you at all worried about uh, guys slowing down uh, pitching wise? Rodon kind of getting hit up a little. Well, this is when Hall of Fame guy takes over, and um, you did get the spot start from uh, who was it? Uh, who pitched on Thompson. Sunday? Tom. 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 Tally Savalas. <laughs> uh, well, Raylo looks good, and he. Came I was gonna in. say Raylo spot start coming up. Uh, could be Jimmy Lambert. Fuck Jimmy Lambert. Yes. Lambert. Oh yes, Jordan Miller's favorite. He was traded. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Was he traded? No. Um, but yeah, no. Lambert looked good. I think we're gonna see a lot more of that. But like I said, we have the the White Sox have the toughest stretch of schedule right now. You know, August. Yeah, second um, part of August. But White Sox fans, they're not all going to like it, but 
you want your guns fully loaded for the playoffs, man. So I did want to ask you though. So, you know, we were talking around about the Bob tweet and like, we're saying, you know, for the most part, yeah. Like you don't have to worry about like these losses. Like, yeah, they, they suck at the moment, but when you take a step back, it's like, ah, that team's up by nine and a half games. Mm-hmm. At what point, let's say it's like, like, I don't know, second week of September, like September 9th or whatever. If the Sox are at, you know, blank games ahead only, would you get concerned? If like the lead got down to what would you get concerned to? Five. I've said five. that at the trade deadline. Like right, when, don't they have that big series like in the last? They week? have a five game series with Cleveland to end the season, pretty much. And mm-hmm. I said it at the trade deadline though. Like teams that were within five games of a wild card or division should still be buyers, in my opinion. Like five games, you can make up five games. It's not the easiest thing in the world by any means, but you can make up five games. Mm-hmm. After five, it gets a little tougher. Anything five and under, that's worried. That makes you worried. So what I'm saying though is like, be cool, man. Like, <laughs> the, there's gonna be games where Lambert's gonna pitch or Raylo's gonna pitch. Like, you gotta let Tony do his thing here. This is one of the reasons why they brought in Tony. It's Tony was, time. was to manage the arms, especially towards the yeah. end. The man's won World Series before. He's got the jewelry to prove it. You kind of have to just. No, he has crickets. Um, <laughs> you kind of got to let you got to kind of trust the system here a little bit, you know. And you know what? Uh, you know, it, not to mention the fact that he has incredible foot speed, um, and he yeah. showed it. Now it's Tony time. Like Tony, that was like his coming out party. Like that was like, huh? All right, I'm awake. Let's go! And immediately going out there defending his guys. And I felt like that was a big night for him, as far as the Sox fans were concerned, wanting that fight and that thing. And he was just pacing himself. He's just pacing himself. It's August. It's go time. It's yeah. stretch run. And that's by what, the way, what is what he's here for. It's stretch run time. By the way, Tony, if you want to like run out of the dugout more often and be a hilarious meme, like keep keep going. Cause shout out to the Sports Mockery oh. Facebook page. Gosh. That video got almost one million it, it's approaching a million views right yeah, now. Yeah, my TikTok <laughs> shit blew up too a little bit. There you I'm go. fast oh. as fuck, boy. Yeah, uh, Tony keep keep being a fucking meme. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so you gotta let Tony, you gotta let Ethan Katz, you gotta let these guys go to work here. You want your arms rested because even if you look at projected playoff matchups, like there's no easy team in the playoffs. Yeah, nothing's gonna be easy. <laughs> the the baseball is very top heavy, mm-hmm. and these top teams are all stacked, and it's gonna be a tough road to the series this year, which is great. Anything worth winning is you know gonna be difficult, but Jimmy Lambert starts. Don't get mad because you're seeing the signs of arm fatigue. Like if. Lucas Giolito's start on Wednesday night didn't make you sit back and go, maybe he should take a game off. I don't know. I mean, bro, he was literally throwing like 92 down the middle. It was like, what are you doing, bro? That is not a good – I don't care if it's the Royals. You know, it's – but nice thing is they added bullpen help. The rosters expand on the third too, so they can bring up more arms if they need to. Um, I'm guessing it's September 3rd. If I'm wrong, I'm surprised no one in the comments have told me I'm wrong yet. Totally guessing September third for roster expansion. Where did you, September one? Is it one or three? I, for some reason, I think it's the third. It's I'm going to do like two. Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sixth. Let's see when MLB rosters roster. expand. Yeah, September one. September one. Yeah, like I've been saying the whole time, jerks. <laughs> so there's a, there's a weird glitch in the audio. Yep. Every yeah. time I say one, it sounds like third. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think they'll be all right. But the other big t- 
topic that keeps coming up now is people are how do I want to word this? I don't want to say nervous because they're not even nervous. Feels like people are weirdly happy to jump on Mankata and Abreu struggling. Mm. Like it's weird. It's really weird. Like they've been like waiting for this to rip well, these tweets. You, well, you know what's happening though. What's that? It's uh, we're getting back to the when teams get competitive, fans pick sides, and when certain guys struggle and other guys don't, and you have your favorites, you get mm-hmm. this clash. For the long time, it was mag- magical. Magical seemed the guy like everyone or mostly people would pile on. But yep. He's gone now. Yeah. And you know, I've always said the whole when it was like when it when you know the Cubs were good, it was Bryant, Rizzo, mm-hmm. uh, Baez, yeah, Contr- Contreras. Throw Contreras in there. I think you're absolutely right. I think all the weird fans pick sides and it misguided, gets, it, it gets nasty. Yeah, all <laughs> the no weird. Reason. I've never gotten that. I don't know. Like they're all on your team. All the weird misguided hate that Nick Magical got, I think, is now going towards Mankata. Mm-hmm. and it's really, really strange. Has he been lights out? No, but he's been very good this year. Do you know what like, the I, and like I don't even think like I'm not that like day to day with like Sox Twitter and like the players mm-hmm. how they react to certain guys or like struggles or stuff, but the you know the Mankata hate or whatever is starting to remind me of the KB hate mm-hmm. and like I don't even think I don't like I don't know if this is happening I don't know if it's like oh like you know Tim Anderson is the guy like Mankata is not good I'm getting getting a lot of similar vibes to the whole oh you know. Chris Bryant is a lot better than Javier Baez, but Baez is more popular. I think that's a fair comparison. Juan Mancata since like his career, even his down season, he was just kind of average. Like in 2017, he's always been very good though. He seems like he's getting to the point of, you know, hey, appreciate this guy because yes, his slugging is down this year, but Juan Mancata is still really good. Yeah, I think... Like the, the power I think that's numbers a, are down, but I feel like, like that's a that's fair comparison. The Mankata, the Mankata numbers, the power numbers are down, and everyone expects you know Chris Bryant, forty home runs his MVP year, and then you know twenty seventeen he hit like what like twenty something or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then you know the injury, and then he came back and he hit like close to thirty or whatever it was in twenty nineteen, and I swear to God that's where it started because it's like oh like this guy can't even like hit home runs anymore, like yeah, that's Mankata literally said- how that started. We're at August 6th, and Mankata's sitting at uh, nine home runs for the year. I mean, that is a, a little bit of a power, but he's still batting 258, 372, 397 with an OPS of 769. His fielding has still been, for the most part, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you entertain the thought of maybe just for comfort pushing him down for a second so he can get his feet wet and get his bearings back? Or is that almost too traumatic as well to someone like that's an established guy like him? What I mean, what do you think of those types of options too? Like, you mean like bench him for a couple of days? No, I think he just means like move him down in the lineup. Just move down the lineup. Like oh, somewhere... like they already have. I think he's been seven tonight. There you go. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, well. I think so. He's been six tonight in between six. Vaughn and Engel. Yeah, that's pretty safe. Oh, well, you must want to bury him between a much better. Right, but <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, after, he's gonna after be fine. He, back, he Makata, hits the ball. Makata's been uh, moved around in the lineup. Yeah, and I mean, he's fine. He's in the 67 percentile for hard hit, 80th percentile for max exit, 
73 percentile for average exit velocity. He's still hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like his whiff rate and his K rate suck. That's always kind of been his MO, except for the first year when he took all the pitches and he kept striking out looking. That drove me nuts. Yeah. But you want him to be aggressive. You want him to swing. And as I mentioned earlier, it's been pointed out, Sox Machine Josh pointed out to me that it's weird, but the four-seam fastball seems to be his kryptonite, which you would think that would be an easier pitch to hit. But hands Who is he, a Cub from last year? Yeah. <laughs> that was well, the entire Cubs lineup in 2020. Could not hit a fastball. <laughs> and I mean, Jose Abreu's getting a little older. He's slumping a little bit. He's still coming through in clutch situations. He still has hella RBIs and like Jose's going to be fine. I'm not, I really, Jose Abreu of all people has earned the benefit of the doubt from I mean, me. These guys are streaky. They're, right. like, uh, I mean, I, I'm starting to notice, you know, you know, you, you pay attention to, uh, you know, guys on a daily basis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really like owning it or like focusing in on guys for like multiple years at a time, mm-hmm. unless you're like a top, you know, elite star, a lot of times, like, the vast majority of like even the good hitters, they're pretty streaky. Like right. Anthony Rizzo is like a perfect example. Where, like he's been, he's had consistent numbers throughout his entire career, but through a season, you know, he'll have like a bad three weeks, and then he'll be like on fire for three weeks. Yeah, like it's just a lot of these guys. They're streaky, and to be honest with you, I'd rather them suck now. <laughs> yeah, but you want them peaking at the right time. Like, yep. don't you want them hot? Like, you know, first second week of September, pushing into October, so they're really, really, really. Yes. Pushing, that's where you want. You know, we just, I always make a, I have a stupid catchphrase I post in the dugout around playoff time. It's seek the peak. When it gets to down that crunch time, you're seeking your peak. You want to hit that peak. You want to get yourself going at a, at a momentum that, that, that is commiserate with being a game changer when it matters most. I'm going to use that in a non baseball situation later on. No, that's but, not uh, peak a peak. Um, that's creepy. That's what your neighbors don't want you doing anymore. No, um, I'm going to use the exact wording, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then I guess on the flip side of the coin, have your boy, Andrew Vaughn. I mean, we're watching this kid become like a legit perennial all-star right in front of us. And again, I know we've talked about it a ton on the show, but the fact that he was able to fucking play left field for them this year, and he played it so well that Aloy Jimenez comes back and you're like, do we really want to move Andrew out of that spot? (laughs) Because he's been playing it so well. And they might put him in right field for the Cubs series. He mashed lefties right out of the gate, but the growth in his plate approach and hitting for these at-bats against righties, it's been, for me, it's arguably one of the most fun things I've watched this season. I mean, what have you noticed, Cobb? Like, I know you still watch him from afar. <laughs> no, very close. Very closely. Kevin, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. What have you noticed with Andrew Vaughn with regards to his plate approach against righties? He's, he's just seen the ball better. He's just seen the movement. He's it's, we talked about it early in the season. There's no substitute for experience ever. You have to see it. You have to see an off speed out of the hand. You can't just simulate that in a cage. It doesn't work. You have to see it on the bump in a game situation with a backdrop, like a professional major league stadium, all that stuff has to factor in. And the only way to get the experience is to get the experience. And he is getting the experience. 
And I think Tony La Russa, the way that he handled him early on, you know, playing him sparingly, tipping his toe in the pool, getting it a little bit wet, and then pulling back out, let him get seat, you know, starting to get comfortable with the temperature. And now that he's kind of he let him wade in there a little bit, now he can let him swim. Like, and he's starting to figure it out. Like it's and it's in you had to you have to tip your cap to how Tony handled him because if he just throws him to the wolves, maybe his confidence gets shot. He's he's set back. Instead, it was here's a little bit in, now pull back. Here's a little bit now, now pull back. And here's a little bit more and a little bit more. And now we're going to pull back, but there's a little bit more. And they played that tug of war game enough. And and Vaughn was mature enough to handle it. Give props to Vaughn for being a mentally mature young ball player, which is why he was drafted. He was a mature bat for a reason. He's just, he's seeing it now. And his hand-eye coordination is catching up with his approach. And when all those things sync together, it becomes what he is, which is a very, very good hitter. And he's getting closer to starting to hit the way that everybody expected him when they took him in the first round. And the guy that I'm again, I've been freaking out about since he was a golfer. So he hits the piss out of the ball. I have his numbers for the past month. I think, I think he's been like by far the best hitter on the Sox for the past month. Mm -hmm. He's slashing 316, 381, 539, 920 OPS, four home runs, 12 strikeouts to seven walks. So yeah, goes back to seeing the ball. And then on his Savant page, he's in the 88th percentile for hard hit percentage the 84th percentile for average exit velocity, 71st percentile for barrel percentage. He's hitting the fuck out of the ball. I mean, that's if you don't know what those numbers mean, that's what it means. <laughs> is he's hitting the fuck out of the ball constantly, consistently. So, no, I think, honestly, watching his growth as a player, I mean, it really gets me excited for the, you know, I, I've, we've sat through this long rebuild and we're finally starting to see the fruits of it, you know, this season and everything like that, but it also gives me comfort to know that I think they did it correctly because they have a lot of guys that are under 25 that are going to be good for a long time. Yeah. You know, we'll see if they trade them well, all away in a couple fing- of years, but yeah. Fingers crossed. Cause I, I don't want to say this now because all things are, everything's going great with the socks. Mm-hmm. But I tragically learned that not all development is linear. That's true. No, that's a, that's when a fair guys thing to are say. good. That doesn't mean they're automatically just going to keep getting better and better. That doesn't happen with every player. The special ones, yes. We saw with mm-hmm. Chris Bryant year mm-hmm. by year, you get better, better. Obviously, that's the a... injuries fucking suck. But he first three years, he was getting better every year. That that doesn't happen with all the guys. But you know, you hope with the the guys who are special that the that and I... right now this is the Andrew Vaughn development is uh, you know the arrows pointing. Up. I think that's an extremely fair thing to say. I really yeah. do. I mean, I didn't want to like put in the ampers, but I'm just no, saying, no, no, for, no, no, for no. the future years, just like, <laughs> no, there I mean, are no guarantees. But then, you know, we have cases like Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, like, first like three years in baseball was, he was bad. not good. Yeah. He Terrible. Was not good. And then, bam. Light turns on. Switch. He, the approach, he just got to work changing and, things up. And look, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. And we <laughs> saw it on the south side for now Cubs second baseman, Nick Madrigal. There's a point. When you see in a young player, especially like that switch gets flipped and the speed of the game slows down for them. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it in the field, you can see it at the plate. I think we're seeing that with Andrew Vaughn this month. And it's it's a really, really cool thing to see. And yeah. So we're coming up at the hour mark. Anything Cubs you guys want to talk about? <laughs> you want to discuss? <laughs> Do we want to talk about the PR blitz that yeah. started on Monday morning? First thing, and I want to ask you, and, Kevin, and, and, and actually culminated in the Cubs announcing that they're building a sports book connecting to Wrigley Field 
Uh, I mean, that the... was just hilarious timing because I think we've known about the sports book for like a couple of years now, but that was hilarious. Of that being announced. But I wanted to ask you, like, having just like after everything that happened, like, how are you even reviewing if you're even watching, I guess? Because I mean, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm like half paying attention to these games. Um, how are you like, what are the what are you even feeling when you watch these games? Like, well, so pain. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm I'm on a sabbatical from the Cubs for a second. I'm watching at least. Mm-hmm. I um look, Jed Hoyer going on television on Monday morning first thing, getting to the the corporate media ones that kind of like carry the water a little bit, the ones that you know trade uh, coverage for access. Goes on there and obviously says that he offered. You know, he con- contradicted himself con- a bunch of times, saying that you know he didn't. You know that he he offered everybody, which we know KB is denied up and down and has never changed his story. Um, we've got, you know, him saying that the Cubs, nobody ever counter offered. And then we got Javi Baez as agent going, no, we countered. And then, you know, you got the idea of, you know, Rizzo just saying like, again, Javi Baez was offered a contract two years ago. And then you got Jed Hoyer saying, we were working really hard to sign him. If you don't give a guy an offer over two years, you can't, don't get to say you were trying hard. And so there's a lot of gaslighting. It was a very big PR mistake. I'm sure the PR team for the Cubs, the multi-million dollar paid and, you know, paid, marketing and PR team was like, Jed, shut up, please stop. You're making things worse. And so that kind of stuff was really, it was a bad look for the Cubs. And just, you know, now for me, knowing that that kind of like they, they did, they kind of, they went to the usual suspects. Right. Um, and to, to, to get their message across, to control the narrative, to, as PR people will say, to get out front of this thing in front of this thing. And because they caught a lot of flack on Saturday and on Sunday. And, and, you know, I think Jed, this is the difference between Jed and Theo. Theo's, mm-hmm. He would have been like, we wish him the best. It didn't work out. We hope to maybe talk to him in the offseason. Moving on. Let's go. Let's just talk about what's going on next. Jed mm-hmm. felt like Anthony Rizzo said it. He felt like a scorned girlfriend, scorned ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and, you know, you're hearing these comments. And, and, and again, to hear how things were going on, you know, and how Jed is your best friend until he digs the knife into you is, is, is something that I've heard a few times now. So you've got this, and again, I'm so tired of like, like I don't want to hear it from anybody saying, "Look, Jed Hoyer's just carrying water for his owner." If your boss tells you to lie for him, you don't have to work at that job. If your boss tells you to lie for them and you lie for them, guess what? You're a liar. It doesn't it doesn't absolve you of this. You're and so, a liar. Jed, doesn't, Jed does not get a, a, a pass on this because he's doing what his boss told him to do. That's like saying Al Neary in Godfather is innocent because Michael Corleone was the boss and he was only murdering people for the boss. Um, it doesn't work that way. And so Jed Hoyer is just as responsible because the mouth, the, he, the words that came out of his mouth, it was vindictive. It was scornful. It was an, you know, after the day after KB basically, you know, being nice, connected some dots that didn't exist by the way of Jed Hoyer trying to put them in places where they were comfortable. Anthony Rizzo has got family in New York, like a, like a third cousin, man. He's Italian. Of course he's got someone that he's related to in New York. He's from Florida, you know, and if you you know about the Kimbrel going to the Sox to keep him in town, um, he literally was one agreement away from being a Tampa Bay devil Ray and a Dodger. And what stopped the Dodger move, the Scherzer Turner thing. That wasn't a movie. They weren't trying to find places for these guys that were comfortable in a good landing spot. You know, it, that's not the case. And so that's kind of makes it hard for me because then you go onto the marquee network and you watch these games and the marquee network is the propaganda arm of the Ricketts family at this point in the Chicago Cubs. And of course, tonight, well, last night, Wednesday night, Tom Ricketts in a private edited interview got to speak his mind, blah, blah, blah. No, of course he's not going to go in front of the press. He's going to go to the, you know, he's going to have an anchor of a company that he owns interview him. And, and it's, it's basically like someone from, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't want to think of it to get too political. So I'm not going to use an example like that. It would be pretty easy. It's just, it's, it's, 
it's it's unbelievable. So for me, I couldn't watch. I can't bring myself to watch the games because I can't listen to everything else. Um, and so, and of course, the Rockies Cubs is not going to be on a nationally televised game. So I can't really put myself through that. And, and again, so I'm just like, I'll just keep watching a little bit. A couple days later, you know, when I feel better, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I'm not done. We said it on Friday. We're not done with the Cubs, but I don't really, you know, you can love someone and not like them for a little bit. And I love the Cubs and I've loved them since I was born. I have no memory of not loving the Cubs but I don't like them right now. And it's not the players. I'm going to root for the players. I hope everything great happens to the players. I want really bad things to happen to Tom Ricketts. I want really bad things to happen to anybody that was involved in this ambush. To be clear for everyone listening, bad, not bad, does not mean not bad things. things. Like, like, like stepping dog poop and like, yeah, like accidentally yeah. shave off an eyebrow or uh, in Tom Ricketts case, someone accidentally kicks him in the, in the, in the ding dang when they were trying to, you know, get a bee off of his, his knee. I don't know. So that's just, it's unfortunate. You know, I know when bad things too, I want financial, I want, I want them to have some sort of failure in this, but I can't, it's a hard place to go because you don't want to root, against the Cubs themselves. We survived the Tribune turds. And I, I honestly don't think we're going to have to, to, to suffer the Ricketts family nearly as long. I feel like the Ricketts family, and, and, and I've heard this from a few people, um, you know, through conversations with like, you know, people back in Chicago, whatever. It sounds like Daddy Warbucks is calling in his markers here soon. So it sounds like every, every ounce of value they can add to the Cubs before they sell the Cubs is what these people will do. They're, they're investment bankers. That's what their job is to create, invest, create, sell at max value, and then whatever. So I don't think they're going to be. I, I I would say by 2030 they're no longer the Cubs owners. I would I could put that up prediction down. So you know it's it's we're just we don't like them right now. I I can't listen to. I just and I'll come back and listen. And in the White Sox series, I'll I'll watch the White Sox broadcast because Steve Stone rules. So uh, you know, but I'm I just don't want to. I I don't want to listen to the bullshit because you know that the the narrative on those broadcasts are 100 percent the narrative that Ricketts you know Jed offered them all contracts and they were fair and blah 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 and it's all bs it's all just optics and and gaslighting and i just i don't want to i don't wanna, i don't want to watch i don't like what fox news i don't like you know i don't like cnn i don't like msnbc i i don't like any of them and so it's i don't want to suffer fools and that would kind of be suffering fools in a sense because it's it's their narrative it's their message and the branding will always be out there cup fans baseball fans sports fans we have you guys really most of us have zero idea how much the PR and marketing stuff goes into the creation of how, how we think as sports fans so and how the they craft in, message. We huh? put the quarter in K-Fids. Sorry. What? <laughs> I said we put the quarter in K-Fids. He's a winner. By the way, potentially, there's potential news for the Cubs. Greg Dykeman, who they traded for in the Andrew Chafin trade. He's been in okay. Iowa at AAA. He was scratched before uh, Thursday night's game. So maybe, maybe he gets uh, called up. So there you go. Greg Dykeman comes in. Get ready. The future is now. <laughs> By the way, also I, everything that was coming Although, will you follow Yeah Dog, please? Please. Do he will Just stalk you like Jose can say good Yeah Dog, please. That, that's nothing. I need, you need to be more annoying for me to follow you back. No, because he's not annoying to you. Well? <laughs> he comments on all our that? posts. Boys, whose fault is that? Not mine. Yours. Follow the man. <laughs> yeah Dog. I mean, you guys I mean, can that's excessive. You don't have to get every. Uh, you don't have to get every notification. I, I love my DMs because Yad Dog's in my DMs all the time. The uh, this yeah, is coming that was coming out of Jed and, and especially uh, fucking Ricketts this past week. It just it was just like the they could always hide behind it. Like it was probably like a half a truth. 
like the whole thing is about like, oh, we offer these guys like reasonable contracts. Again, this is just me speculating. Guarantee you, like you said, you brought up the Baez one. And like we've seen like we've seen like the reported numbers before. Like, yeah, I guarantee you, like they at one point offered them like a ballpark figure or whatever, like years ago. And then COVID happened. And then we all saw the bullshit that Rick had said. It's like, oh, the biblical losses. And then we saw it. They didn't spend. Guarantee you, like they were like, all right, so like are we gonna are we gonna talk things out? And they're like, ah, well, you know, COVID, the market's changed. Like, here's, maybe we can maybe do this. Because remember, Javier Baez, it was almost like a guarantee that he was going to get an extension uh-huh. uh, winter 2019. Like, I remember it was the week leading up to uh, the winter meetings in December, December 2019. Uh, Heyman, you know, say whatever you want, Heyman, but like, he's like, he has the ear to every fucking agent. He was basically like, you know, expect a deal to be done at the winter meetings for Javier Baez. For whatever reason, those talks just didn't progress or whatever. And then, you know, 2020 happens, COVID happens. I guarantee you, like, after that, they were like, oh, sorry, guys, you know, financials. And, like, we know know the deal that they gave for that was reported for Rizzo. And, again, you know, I've gone back and forth on, like, oh, like, would it be worth it, whatever. Just the optics of that, you know, sometimes you do overpay for guys. Sometimes you do overpay for, you know, and again, it's not like Rizzo. Rizzo took that team-friendly deal, uh, you know, back, what, like in 2012 or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, um, sometimes sometimes you do overpay for guys, and you know what? Like, it could suck. It may not make the most, like, financial sense for you, but, like, hey, maybe maybe you buy some goodwill in a time that you fucking desperately need it. <laughs> and, and it's dude, not like you're getting the guy who's done. It's not like you're you're signing Anthony Rizzo at age 36. No. And dude, <laughs> dude's been in the top 25 in jersey sales since 2015. He's been in the top seven for like three years of that as well. Like he has sold plenty of jerseys and merch, the Brizzo and the Rizzo. And I mean, my God, the market, the marketing money alone should have been something and, and reason enough to to keep him around as an investment. Uh, you know, I thought again, I you know, you know, you I'm not going to play this game of oh in the off season maybe he'll come back. I mean that after Jets oh. thing on Monday the that com- ended no, 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 no. for all three of them. From when Rizzo went on the radio the next day, oh, and I think he was asked about it. He was just like I like I am not thinking about that at all. Like no, like for anyone for anyone Cubs fans thinking and like they were in the mentions when I was going off on the Cubs last week. They're like hey, like you idiot, like they could resign, like anyone could come back. <laughs> guys, guys, they're not fucking coming back. Like, what are you guys talking about? They go. Seriously, the last, like, big free agent that came back to any team, forget about the Cubs, any team, was Chapman in 2016. Oh, my God. Sorry. Adam Engel just just misplayed a ball so bad in center field, he turned the wrong way. (laughs) Oh, jeez. He was running back on the ball. He turned the wrong way, and now it's 2-0 Royals. And I'm sorry, I don't mean, but we talked about this earlier, and it just came up. I just got a very good stat. The three World Series winners that Tony La Russa has managed in the months of August, September, October, leading up into the playoffs, the 89 A's were 36 and 21. The 06 Cardinals were 25 and 32. And the 11 Cardinals were 33 and 21. Basically, Tony La Russa just doesn't give a fuck about these games. <laughs> I'm He's getting them ready. He's going to have everybody prepared, like prepared, yeah. rested, and sharp. That's his job now with that big of a lead in the division. I li- I cannot wait till you guys see Adam Engel playing the su- ball in center field. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't Adam Engel like a gold glover? No. Why is he bad? It was like a complete brain fart. Like if he just didn't move, <laughs> the ball would have hit him, and then he turned the wrong way. Well, how about oh, and, and, 
But we're talking about the Cubs stuff too. It, it, we do need to make sure we note that in their first games with their new teams, both Rizzo, Javi, and KB all homered. Rizzo actually became the first Yankee in history, not just the recent history, that to RBI a- in their first six games with the Yankees, which is one of the most team pretty good franchises. history. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good history. And you know, like Javi hit the game-winning homer yesterday for the Mets. I mean, he struck out five times today. Oh, no, I was gonna say you know Mets fans got the full Javier Baez yeah. experience the first five twenty-four games. hours, <laughs> twelve hours. They and got then the whole run, today, the slides, uh, and then the five strikeout games with like the bases loaded. <laughs> and then like yesterday, KB rested yesterday, so that's the KB experience. Is yes. they're gonna rest him every like four or five days, oh, yeah, and he, he comes soft. out today. Three hits, two doubles, doubles to start off a four-run rally in the top of the ninth to tie the game, and then in the in the top of the tenth, doubles in the winning run. You know, three, you know, two doubles, and I mean, all of a sudden, these guys are playing on contenders. I feel like the weight has been lifted. You know, you can see these guys playing. You know, Javi's. I think Javi's running his mouth more in the last like two or three days than he. he I forget ran. who he was about to fight two days ago. I, I don't even know who's mad at in the Marlins. Was he just mad at the Marlins because they didn't trade for him? Like I don't even know. But he just chip, 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 chip. <laughs> like okay, chirpy Javi in New York, play it. You know, KB's in, in San Francisco. KB's all like, hey, these people are calm and chill up here for the most part, except when they're fighting Dodger fans. They're probably like, hey, let's go to Whole Foods. We'll get some, you know, quinoa and, they'll, you know, they'll hipster it out. And then you've got, wow. you know, all these guys are, in, you know, Kimbrell's in a great situation. He's in a passionate fan base where he's going to go out there and slam doors shut. And he, he builds off of that, you know, you like him. He's got, he's got a red beard like Zoe loves. And so you've got these guys all in places where they're, they're they should thrive. And it wasn't because that Jed was trying to put them in where they wanted. It was just because it worked out happily. And Canario, the guy the Cubs got for uh, KB, hit another double tonight. A, a bomb of a double off the wall. So some of these guys are pretty good that they got back. Right, it's just going to have to see. You guys want to see the play? Yes. All right. Hold on. Let me I saw a tweet it. that maybe, maybe it wasn't all his fault. Let's there was see. a knuckle puck, people are saying. I, I saw that, like, it hit a seam. So, it like, it. Yeah. It and uh, also, don't sue us. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yes. Whoop! Wrong screen. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Nobody saw that. Oh, that was the Brazzers browser. <laughs> no, that was the uh, live game. <laughs> so we we really would have got sued. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Line drive. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. So, yeah. Let's, okay. let's, let's route Magellan. My goodness gracious. Take it over the Oregon Trail, why don't you? So for those of you watching, the ball's over here <laughs> <laughs> in this region. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I well, just... to, in defense of Adam Angle, toughest balls are the ones hit right at you, and then it looked like it hit this, like, you know, it hit it. Uh, whoever they are. the Royals hit it, hit a seam, so it was knuckling. Although that ball wasn't right at him. That's true. It was uh, knuckling all <laughs> it the way. It was a couple yes. steps to his right. <laughs> so was... the kisser at you, that was, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, but look at his it first kind of straight. Let's look at his first step. Let's look at his first step. Can you bring that back up? I want to see his first oh, step. No, it's gone. Uh, dang it. I want to see the first the right. step. That to me would be the, the ball tell. was to the left. His first step was back to the right. To the right. <laughs> yeah. He didn't read. That was, ooh, it's a Magellan route. That's all. Yep. Hey man, Royal Royals owning the Sox lately, huh? Uh, brings me back to my well for the Kansas last weekend. point. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for this week. I mean, this weekend we got we we have to do we have to cover the bet. Are we, are we keeping the same bet from last year with the Sox uh, after whoever after each game? Oh, here, okay. For the, guy, for the guy who keeps the complaining, that I don't follow him back. If the Sox win five of six, I'll follow him back. There Ooh. you go. There you go. Yeah, dog. There you go. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. 
And after every game, losing team has to chug a beer on camera. Still got to do that. Wait, let me finish the bet. Socks have to win five of six. If they don't, he has to stop the tweets. Okay. He has to follow you. I don't think he follows you. I think he did, and he unfollowed me. Because you didn't follow him. I think (laughs) so. Trying to get your attention and hard to get. All right. That's it. So to, to recap, we'll do our standard beer on camera after the game for the loser. And then at if the White Sox win five out of the six games against the Cubs, Aldo follows Yadog. And if it's the other way around, Yadog follows Aldo. There you go. There you but, go. That works. But he's not allowed to uh, at both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Because I don't control who Aldo follows on Twitter. <laughs> Maddie Mitch, Kefis just wants to slam a beer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, uh, so that's about it. So for Auto Fizz, I'm so, uh, hopefully the White Sox can uh, come back from this two-run deficit. Um, and again, just a reminder, we will be on Wednesday night starting next week. So we'll probably tweet it out a bunch of times. But appreciate every single one of you. Thank you guys for stopping by. Be good to each other. Uh, and if you're going to the Cubs Sox game this weekend, don't be an idiot. And uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoy the cup snakes, everybody. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on a boy. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Yeah, to the ball game. Yeah, to the ball game.